0: really sour.
1: No? Yeah. You're not used to
0: it, right? I thought it was going to be more sweet. (laughs) No. (laughs) Because when you see the can, it looks like it will be sweet. But um, the ingredients there is no sugar. Uh, Yeah, it's true. They tease me. With the vacuum, <laughs> but it's good. It's good, but I was expecting another taste, another flavor. Quite nice.
1: Okay. So, um, welcome to our third episode, Mani and Dan. I'm Mani. Hola. <laughs> I'm Denise. Dan. <laughs> um, so I first um, I'm going to talk about the beer that we had last time it was from Mikaela H. Kim, soda style milk stout and about the graphic design in front of the can it reminds me about the painting from Edward Hopper, an American painter or like artist and his work Nighthawks in 1942 the size is 84.1 cm um, mile um, 152.4 cm it's uh, oil on canvas so, uh, if you look at the paint, the, the painting, um, it was as he at that time. It was the almost the end of World War II, and the I think it's the time about when the Japanese attacked the Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. and that, at that time and. Um, because the war, everything is kind of like closed, or because um, I also read that because the people in New York they actually are kind of were um, kind of afraid that if the Germans will attack New York, so every shore, uh, shops or like restaurants they're not um, like often regularly opened and you could see no one on the street actually at that time so the painting there um, I was um, talking about the nighthawks it was three um, customers in the um, the store and there were there was a how do you say a man, a service? No, uh, a waiter. Yeah, kind of like a waiter, but somehow maybe it's the owner of the shop, I guess. And the style of um, Edward Hopper, he like liked to use um, the the bartender. Ah, the bartender. Yes, the man should maybe called bartender. I'm also not sure. Mm-hmm. But, and how, so back to how Edward play with the light. He's, I think most of his work represent the loneliness and also the quietness of the scene. So most of his works were like, I don't know how, but it looks really um, quiet. Mm -hmm. silence and kind of depressed
0: and empty, no? yeah because I also had the feeling um, like in surrealism Mm -hmm. it was always like that like even when there are things there like objects or a landscape or houses or whatever it is feels like really lonely like empty and I think the style of him is uh-huh. Also, like that, like
1: empty. Yeah, but actually, he was um, catalyzed in uh, realism, but also mm-hmm. idealism. Um, I have I looked um, up some information, and the, um, I was confused about realism and idealism because I thought that realism is not; it should not be ideal. But his work is like it's real but also at the same time because it's kind of like too clean or too empty it's kind of like the time that's ideal uh, It sounds strange but I don't know if we can imagine that
0: Like how the thing should look, look like
1: yeah. yeah, it's actually maybe not the truth
0: mm-hmm.
1: at that time but maybe some part it's also the truth so, he is the, um, the idealism in realism, mm-hmm. yeah. and he was uh, one of the um, pen, um, the artist that we mentioned um, before was René Marguerite, the both were compared because of the way that they were playing with the light, mm-hmm. and maybe also the atmosphere of loneliness yeah so I think it's quite interesting when you look at the paintings from the book but also how um, different ways that they try they tried to um, maybe somehow express themselves but also like um, recording the truth at that moment
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So that's um, the thing that we had, the beer that we had last time. And the beer that we have this time is also from Michaela. Um Maybe we didn't mention um, where is the brewery Michaela So it started in Denmark. Um, the founder is actually, um, or was actually, um, a math teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, you know there, the, the famous beer in uh, Denmark is Carl. Carlsberg? Karl... Carlsberg. Uh, and he lives actually nearby, And but he is doing his own craft beer. Mm-hmm. And um, this craft beer uh, was established in 2000, I think, maybe three or so, yeah, like 2003 or 13, I'm not sure actually, but yeah, so um, till now there are actually a lot of um, bars, so Michaela bars, um, there are like in Berlin, in Denmark, in Stockholm, in Tokyo, there are, or in New York also, and um, there are different shops for, you could say the individual bar from them. In different cities
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there could also be like um, a combination from that city and this uh, and the brewery they could have like a, a cooperation to have their own beer yeah so that is um, uh, the name of the beer that we have today is hello ich bin raspberry Berlin uh, which is I think also kind of fun because um, Ich bin ein Berliner is also a famous quote from Kennedy the president from um, the US and I think I would um, like this time I have some information in the front and I would also have more information for the next time but the raspberry is sour like, then it said at the first time. It's
0: <laughs> sour, there's no sugar inside. Yeah, I really thought it was going to be like sweet because I tried these French beers that mm-hmm. they put also raspberry or um, framboise. Framboise? Um, From Is that Spanish? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know the name. But they are like different red fruits. Mm-hmm. And when you taste it, it's, it's sweet, but nice, sweet. Not too. chemical. Not too chemical. Mm-hmm. Like really nice, nice flavor. Mm-hmm. And I really thought it was going to be like that. Yeah. But then I tried it and it was like really
1: sour. Although you guys cannot see her face. Her face is like eating lemons, <laughs> like sour. But I think also because of the package they had, um, the color and the, the way that they represent. Yeah. They present the the package kind of like sweet. Yeah. And that is also cool because it's um I think it's also not easy to use graphic to show the taste.
0: Yeah. That's why
1: you're misunderstanding the (laughs) beer.
0: yeah yeah because i don't know with the i think the the graphic design can have a lot of power in how you um you understand things without even trying it trying them or tasting them Mm -hmm. so it's like the first filter and then it's like when you are in a store and then you see a, pack, a packing mm-hmm. and then you want to buy this. Yeah. Because only because the packing is cool.
1: Yeah.
0: And then after you try it and you realize that maybe it was not a good product, <laughs> but the first filter was the packing. Yeah. So I have to admit that I, a lot of times I'm buying things because the packing looks really cool. Yeah. But sometimes there are. Another packings that are not that good, but their products are really, really good. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and it happened a lot with products that have a really old tradition, and maybe they are not taking care of the packing too much because they know the product is already good and famous, yeah. so they are not changing too much. Yeah, because and they don't need it. They have yeah, the credit. exactly. Yeah, so that is interesting to talk about it. Maybe, maybe later. <laughs> we're also always saying
1: like we're talking about later because we don't want to be like
0: super long with the yeah. episode. Yeah, and sorry because I, I noticed that the last episode was really, really long. I don't know what you think about it. If you think it's okay when it's like one hour or a little bit more or when it's or you want maybe... Something that is shorter, like half an hour or 20 minutes, or I don't know. So, yeah, let us know also. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah. Um, so, continue with um, the beer. Actually, we are going to talk about how we learned uh, German before, like for me and for Dan. Um, so, with the uh, hello, ich bin. Um, Ich bin ein Berliner, with this quote, which is also a how does it called in English? Um, a um, um, uh, joke? It could be like a joke or something funny, because a Berliner is actually like a sweet bread with jam, uh, jam inside, kind of like a donut. Yeah, it's like a donut, but without the hole.
0: Yeah. And with the jam inside. Yeah. So it's full from different things. I think the typical Berlina is with this um white powder. What is uh, the name? Sugar of that? powder? Yeah, like sugar powder, no? That yeah. is like the typical one. Yeah. And I really like them. I know if that for you are really Too sweet, sweet. But in Mexico the the bread is really, really sweet because it's all about sugar <laughs> so maybe the taste is not that important but it's, it's sweet so it's okay mm-hmm. but this one I, I like it because also have the taste of the jam inside mm-hmm. so I, I really like it yeah <laughs> so ich I'm
1: Berliner that means um i am a donut bread actually <laughs> but um, i also looked up because um, the people from Berlin, they also called themselves Berliner and they called the Berliner bread, like donut. they called it Fahnekuchen
0: But I thought the Fahnekuchen was this, like a hot cake
1: Yeah, because they have different names in different places, I think So that means um, maybe Kennedy, uh, President President Kennedy he wasn't that old, like all wrong um, partly, maybe, but not
0: like... like oh. Yeah, maybe he was not wrong, but the thing that he's saying or was saying has two meanings. Or maybe in
1: different um, parts of Germany they have different contexts. Yeah. That could be. So, back to our topic. How do we learn German? Um, Maybe then you can go first?
0: Yeah, maybe I can, I can start. I remember that the first... Things that I learned in German before I took classes were the numbers, the numbers in German, mm-hmm. because it's like the. I think there are always like the typical things when you want to learn a language. So, ah, uh, what? How are the names? The, the names of the numbers. Yeah. So I was learning that in Mexico, like one till ten. Uh-huh. And then I was like, ah, but it's not that difficult, like 1 till 10. But I didn't have an idea how is the rest of the numbers in German. We will get there. Um, and then I started a, a course in, I think, the first course that I take. It was in Germany. First, I was here for three months, so I took a course in intensive course. And it's like four hours every day, four Mm -hmm. hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like four hours with a pause. So it's so weird because at the beginning, when I think when you are taking this intensive course in Germany, it's a little bit stressful because in the first day they are talking to you in German. I don't know if your experience was like that. You can say it, but. For me, it was like, for the first day, they were speaking only in German. And all the class, we were like, what? Because I didn't have idea, it was A1. So the first, first level. And I never heard like German or I didn't knew anything. So the teacher started to talk in German and ask us questions. And then we were like, what? I don't understand nothing. And she was expecting that you say something. And she was like waiting and being really patient. And then you had to look in your book or like in Google Translate and try to say something, but like really bad, because also the pronunciation I didn't have idea how it was. Mm-hmm. But suddenly with the pass of the days, I start to understand. I don't know how, and then I start to speak more. Like, but it's really a really stressful process at the beginning. And um, I think um, really helps when you have someone there that you want to talk with. So my my um, student colleague, no, like the classmates. have <laughs> the classmates. They were also from different countries, like Latin, uh, Latin America. A lot of people in Latino, uh, from Latin America, they were here like, trying to learn German. Also, people from Asia,
1: like Korea,
0: and Japan. And people from Middle West, like um, Afghanistan, I think, Iran. I met a lot of people from Iran. Yeah. And they were so good. Like the the first person I met from Iran, he was really, really good. Like really learning so fast. And I think the most of the class they were really, really good on that. But I think for the Latinos was really difficult. I don't know why. But we were always like the the last of the class like ah now we wa- we have to wait for the latinos because they don't get it or they didn't finish yet or they are too slowly or you know and that feeling was like no why i cannot understand and also the other person that is also latina she also cannot understand so it was like i don't know why and i took not too many it was not that long. I think I took only these three months. Then I go back to, I went back to Mexico and when I came back, I had to take another course because I needed the German to start the university. Mm-hmm. And I was taking I think like one or two months, mm-hmm. like intensive course, but then after that not anymore.
1: Which level were you that at that time? Till B
0: one, B one. Okay. How was were you? You were taking classes in Taiwan?
1: Um. So my experience was. Um. Uh, I didn't. I'm not sure if I mentioned I was in uh, the U.S. Um. I think it's two thousand. 12 or so, or like 11 or 12, I was taking the writing class in the U.S. Writing class? Writing, like an intensive uh, English class, but Mm -hmm. mostly for the writing part. And of course it's English, but one day my mom just called me and then said that like uh, oh um, uh, you don't have to pay the tuition fee in Germany and it's like almost free there and uh, do you want to go there and it will be not that expensive blah 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 like that and then I'm like
0: okay yeah why not but it was funny it was like a board mission a board mission you have to come back
1: (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah um, I I went back to Taiwan and then uh, one summer vacation also that time I was also a student that, and in one summer vacation I applied like a six-week um, language class in Berlin and at that time I knew really really like nothing and um, in Berlin it is a place where you don't need German and so I went there and then six weeks I learned like kind of like something but also nothing because as you said like we went in and then um it's like I like before that course I was taking kind of like um the easy like a course language course in my university but it's nothing Mm -hmm. because you won't learn when you're having your university surely so then um, I went to Berlin and then took the class and as you like you said teachers are like rejecting to speak in English but we also don't understand the grammar when she was speaking in German and also I think I was not in that kind of course because they um, they are uh, they are actually um, it's not like one month as a section it's a week as a section yeah it's a week so every week you meet new you meet new people and also maybe the teacher will change Mm. and it's really not good if you want to have an intensive course and Mm. then learn
0: the whole set because you are not too stable you know, yeah, and you're not, changing too yeah much.
1: and every teacher they have their own style of teaching yeah it's true yeah so you have to get into the atmosphere and then learn the things it's for me it's impossible yeah so then i went back to taiwan to uh, for my university and then i went to another um language course which was also not in my university it's more like a cram school, like an extra class after class, mm-hmm. and then I took the the what is it called um, exam for the levels German levels from Goethe Institute, and I had like A two, yeah maybe A two I think, and then I went like after my university, I. Fly. I flew to um, Düsseldorf to have my other intensive course which was really intensive because it's like for every month you have a test you have to pass the test and because for the German uh, for the Germany maybe the Germans also don't know about it we, when we apply our visa for the language course we only have two, um, two years to pass the test that you have to pass Mm -hmm. for the university and so if you are not like uh, passing the test after two years, um, the government will not get you the visa because they they think that you are not qualified to learn German then how are you going to learn in the university. Oh that
0: is crazy. That's really crazy. Yeah, but for Mexico, there is a visa that is for studying German. Yeah. And it's I think it's that one no? Mm -hmm. that is like one year. We have it only for one year. And then um, I think you have to apply to the university. And then when you get accepted, then you can change your visa. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I think when you, I think it's the same. You can have like two years. Mm-hmm. like the opportunity to get a place in one university yeah and it's like the same um, but i think and in here because i went wa- i went only to i uh, know i'm like i went to three different uh, courses german courses in in germany the first one was in uh, this longer one that i took that it was first three months and then Another two months. It was really expensive because it's, it's insane expensive. I think a normal person that went to study is like really difficult to pay it. So I was working also to pay that. And um, in that school, it was really good because uh, the first teacher that I had, I don't know the first teacher was really weird. <laughs> the one that I really liked it was before that teacher. She was super nice, and you really feel that you have the confidence to speak, and that can make a difference. What kind of teacher do you have yeah. when you are uh, making um, making better or not? Because the first uh, teacher that I had is teacher or professor? Teacher, teacher. The first teacher that I had, she was not from Germany, she was from France. What? But she was living in Germany since, uh, since more than ten years, like 18 years mm-hmm. maybe, like a lot. And this teacher, she was all the time um, like bullying the students. So she, she also had uh, like a small toy made of crochet that was like a shit with eyes and a mouth and then every time that you were saying something that for her was a stupid like a question about grammatic or you were not understanding something she was throwing you the shit to you like this um, doll so it was like, I do be shy, so, you know, <laughs> do be shy is like you are shit. She is mad. Yeah, she was really, and of course the people are laughing when she is not doing that to you. Because then, ah, it's not happening to me, so it's funny. But when it's happening to you, and often, that is not nice. I don't even... For me, it was happened. not nice. No, it's not at no, all, I as know. insane. And in that class, I, I was feeling really uncomfortable. And I didn't want to speak or to ask something about grammatic or uh, my mistakes because I knew that she was going to laugh about it. So it was really, really weird. It is yeah, weird. Yeah, it was really weird. And she had like, yeah, she was like putting nicknames Like making fun of you, like, and I think sometimes she was nice, but like when you are learning something new, I think you need a safe space when you can feel, where you can feel confident and yeah, it doesn't matter that you are making mistakes, but everyone is doing it, so don't worry but in that class it was not like this. So those three months that I was there, it was really complicated and I tried to learn and I I learned a lot, but it was really difficult because I was feeling all the time like nervous because of this teacher. But then uh, I changed the, uh, and it was one girl from Colombia And she was changing the class and she was making like in the direction she was saying like I don't want to be there in this class anymore because the teacher is like this, like this, like this. And then I knew that a lot of people were changing because of how she was. Of course they will change, no? But it was also another group that loved her because they loved that kind of humor. But for me it was like too much. And then I had another teacher, she was so nice. And then in that class I was talking a lot, like a lot. But it was so much that I had. I had because I think when you're in, in, a, in a German course or in a language course, no matter what it is, you have to take the chance to participate and to speak and to ask everything that you want, because then you will learn. Because if you are like, uh, steady, you are not doing nothing, then you will not get better. So I was trying to improve, but it was another person that was a little bit mad, because I was participating too much, so she was like, yeah, you have to to let the others talk. But she was not even trying to talk, so it was not my fault. Yeah, so,
1: um, so um, I was in Düsseldorf, and then I took the class. And um, just a basic info, if you want to study in, um, in Germany, usually you have to have at least um, B2 or like an average C1 for any kind of um, subjects. So I was, because I wanted to... Um, apply uh, design and normally design you have to have C1 so at that time I was working like real hard harder than my university before every day also the intensive class for me is also four hours a day and um, I was there at A2 and um, I was having class for like one year to pass C1 and in between I went back to Taiwan for one month because it was so intensive (laughs) because every month and in the end of the month you have to take a test and if you don't pass the test you have to have the review again but you know that you have the limits The time limit. You have to finish all the things before you apply. And it was so stressful. And then at that time, one of the tests I didn't pass. And I was so stressful. I I said to my mom, I just want to go home and then have a vacation. And then just like relax for a while and then come back. So um, I was really... If you want to apply design department you have to have your own portfolio and all the works you have but if you're in such intense course you don't even have time because yeah yeah, really like you have four hours a day for the, the class and then you go back home and then you have to review all the things for myself I study like in Plus the time in class, I study
0: like eight hours a day for just German. Yeah, because you also have uh, homework for the next day and it was a lot. Yeah. Because it was like, you have to learn all this list of verbs, all this vocabulary and all this blah, blah, blah. Because also we had like little sheets of exercises that you have to solve and are like a small test. Yeah. That doesn't count, but... It's like you have to pass them good, no? Yeah, so it was, yeah, I know how it is.
1: It was like hell. And um, so I passed the, I think it's test stuff mm-hmm. for um, 5444, four, four, so it's about like you can apply most of the, the schools actually, so it's good. And yeah, that is like how I learned German, like the process, not the details, but the process, how long and um, how long a day and how long for the whole process.
0: How long do you think someone that doesn't know anything about German needs to speak? I like to, to communicate. Maybe not perfect, but that you can understand and communicate with people.
1: But I have to say it depends on the person, because like my classmates, they are genius. Because uh, most of them, or like third, one third of them, they are like either doctors, like art, art um, doctor, doctor, or they are applying medicine department. So um, they, their brain, the structure of their brain, are not like a normal human.
0: Like this <laughs> one,
1: <laughs> but they are like super smart. They can remember all the things no. so fast, and that doesn't count. So it depends on people, and
0: also but like normal people, not doctors. <laughs>
1: but also it depends uh, that you know. if you want to talk like super perfect no grammar mistakes or something like that if, it, if you want to speak but you don't like concern about the, the grammar mm-hmm. it's really fast but if you are really like willing to practice like the perfect grammar it takes really a long time
0: and I don't know if someone that is not German will mm-hmm. achieve that no, I, I don't know, but some Germans also speak like with a lot of mistakes. Yeah, that's why. For example, yesterday I was watching a TV show, and how is that called? So one of the TV shows, right? One TV show, and it's really cool because they are traveling and cooking. They are uh, tasting a dish without knowing the ingredients or the process, the preparation. Oh, wow. They have to reproduce the plates. I think I know that. It's really famous in German. It's a German TV show. And yesterday I was watching it and there are two chefs. One that is like the um, the main um, chef in the TV show. Uh-huh. And then the, the invite one, uh-huh. the, the guest one. Uh-huh. And the guest from yesterday was a chef from Israel. Uh-huh. But I didn't know that she was from Israel. For me, she was speaking like, yeah, with a little bit an accent, accent. Mm -hmm. but I thought she was from South Germany because in there the accent is different, or from Austria, for example, no? That the accent is stronger, a little bit stronger. And when it's Bayerish, it's it's completely different, no? So I thought, "Ah, she has a really um, curious accent, but I don't know from where she is, no? But then my boyfriend told me, yeah, she's not from Deutschland, she's not from Germany, she's from Israel, Well, she's living since she had, she's nine years old in Germany. But even when she, the, the whole life she was living here, she is not speaking perfect German. Because my boyfriend noticed that she was making, not like uh, grammatical mistakes, but like saying things, um, like too literal. Like, the Germans doesn't used to do that like that. Ah. So in that thing, he's noticing that she's not Germany. from Germany. Uh. <laughs> because there are like funny quotes about learning German. And for example, there is one from Mark Twain and says, Never knew before what eternity was made for. It is to give some of us a chance to learn to learn German. (laughs) So, where it was like, yeah, something like that, like, you need the whole life to learn German, and it's like that. Because, first, the grammatic is completely different than the grammatic in Spanish, for example. The places in the sentence are... So, (laughs) verrugt. Okay, so the next question
1: I would have is what is the difficult, the most difficult thing for you to learn German?
0: At which, which part? I think the declination of the articles. Oh, that's... That is really difficult. Mm -hmm. And also, when you speak, you have to send sometimes the verb or some things at the end of the sentence when you are speaking. So you have to think and speak and think in your idea also. So you have to do like a really complex process in your brain yeah. just to say a sentence. And you cannot say it like easily how it goes. Because even when my English is not perfect, I know I don't have to to think like in the language and then I have to send this verb to the end and then I have to decline this article, you know? Yeah. There are a lot of things that you have to, to pay attention when you are talking.
1: So maybe we can have a more clear like definition of our difficulties in learning German. So one is the verb, right? Um, in German, some of the f- verbs you can separate it in two parts. And if like it's not if you can, but if you have to um, If the verb have to be separated in two parts The second part would have to be in the second word of the sentence and another part would be in the end of the sentence and That's how they speak That's for the verb and then the declination is they have daddy does It's not only that it does three kinds, it depends on which cases. Yeah, which cases. There are like nominative, accusative, dative, genitive. Yeah, genitive. So, depends on these different situations,
0: um, the declination will change. And the thing is, when you are not sure how the grammatical in your language is, Mm -hmm. you can also don't understand it in German. Because, for example, the, the, when you are talking about the, uh, the parts of the sentence, mm-hmm. you have to understand how a sentence is composed, like which one is doing what, mm-hmm. for which object or person is going this action, mm-hmm. and all that has a name also in your language. And when you don't understand how it works, then you cannot translate it to German, you know what
1: I mean? Yeah, so, I I know that, um, yeah, it depends on languages and I know what you mean, like the specific word for the grammar in your language Mm -hmm. and in German and yeah, that is, but I have to say that when I learned English I never knew what is the specific names of the grammar in English, I just learned it. But I think in English you <laughs> don't need to
0: know. Yeah, you don't need to know, maybe. <laughs> because, uh, for example, I was not, I was only practicing English, like, for when I started to speak in English, mm-hmm. because I had to, because then the people would not understand what I was saying. It was like six months that I could speak like the people could understand what I was saying. Because in Mexico, even when you think we need English, we are not using it never. Only when you are working for a company that is not from Mexico or I don't know. But normally you don't need, you don't need to speak in another language. So I think English, when you are studying it's easier to learn because you also don't have too many articles, mm-hmm. you don't have cases, yeah. you don't have declination, so it's really simple. In Spanish, I think, is also simple. It will be simple for you to learn now that you already learn German, because there we also don't have cases, or at least not too many as in German. We don't have to decline articles, and you don't have to send verbs at the end. Because that is another thing, for example Um, When you are saying... When you are responding a question And you are using why, that is by You have to send always, always the verb at the end Yeah So you cannot say like the sentence normally in that order When you use by, you know you are in hell
1: But I have to say sometimes I cheat Because you said like and then you wait for like a few seconds, and then you can build a new sentence after that. So it doesn't matter if you speak, but if you <laughs> write, it's another thing.
0: Yeah, so sometimes I cheat. Yeah, yeah, and I cheat, like you said, uh, when there are these verbs that are separated mm-hmm. into parts, mm-hmm. I also cheat because then I'm using the auxiliary verbs, so I can use the verb that is separated the together, together. <laughs> <laughs> because i'm using the other verb yeah so there are ways to cheat in german but i think we don't have to do it because then we will not speak like properly you know yes. but it's so much easier when you are making like literally yeah cheat- yeah i
1: think for me is um the biggest um Difficulty is the declination So in Chinese, there is no declination There is also no like, there's no the uh, In English, the Like, you don't have to remember all the, the things Because there's no such a thing So you don't have articles? There is um, only like the this or that in Chinese and also a uh, and like one or two, but there's no the like specific, we'll o- no. always say it like this or that, that's yeah. all. So there's no like der, die, das. Yeah. And the der, die, das in German, it doesn't make sense, you just have to remember it. Like yeah. um, the chair is there, but the table is also there. There's no like because it's a chair, so it's a D.
0: Yeah.
1: It's nonsense. And also, you think that um, the sun, zona, Mm -hmm. it should be there, but it's a D.
0: Yeah. And the moon moon is there. Yeah. I know. And in Spanish, it's the opposite. La luna is feminine and the sun is masculine. Yeah. So, for me, it doesn't make sense when I have to change the article in verse. It's so weird. And also, um, you have to remember always when you're talking that because of one um, bear you have, an, the, you have to decline the article mm-hmm. because the case is changing yeah so for example at the beginning when i was calling to make an appointment in the doctor i was saying Ich mochte ein Termin ich einen, uh-huh. einen Termin machen.
1: Ich mochte einen Termin machen. Oder Exactly.
0: Yeah. So, I was not declining the, yeah. the, the, the article because I didn't knew. So, oh, so... But uh, I think they kind of understand. But sometimes people will, like, super, like, stressful because you have the wrong declination. I think there are some people that when you don't say speak like grammatically grammatical correct German, mm-hmm. they will don't understand what you are saying yeah. because that happens to me in work. When I'm working, there is a guy, he's so nice, like really, really friendly, and I know he wants to talk with me and make jokes and like really nice. But I feel so sad, because the most of the time I don't understand what he's saying. Like, he's trying to make jokes, but I think, too, with a really complex vocabulary for me. So I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, I'm sad because I want to understand. him. And every time I'm speaking, he has to, like, pay a lot of attention and, like, ask two times what I'm saying, because I know My grammatic is not perfect, so he cannot understand me either. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, I think also there are, if I'm not wrong, um, the vocab in German is four times more than in English.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: So it's like you have to pay attention in which situation you use which word, in which
0: case you use, like, which verb, and it's too much. Yeah, and they have, I think, German is really specific. That is also cool because you can, I think you can describe situations or things better because it's, like, really, really specific. But it's also difficult because you have to learn a lot of vocabulary. Yeah. So it's like, what? And when you translate that word, you know this word, but in, in another word. You know what I mean? Because there's different situations. Yeah. So, and for example, yesterday also, I or this week, because I, I don't know if that happens to you, I think so. That sometimes you hear a word that you never pay attention before, and then you start to hear this word everywhere. And it's like, what is this word? Why the people are saying it all the time? But it's like, you are you are noticing that word like for the first time. So um, yesterday I heard like the last week I heard unfasbar, uh-huh. and yesterday again. Yeah. But when I heard it, for me, sounds like something negative. Unfasbar. Like, really bad, mm-hmm. no? but could be also something good, yeah. like really good. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it's like, yeah, but how I will really know what is about the context? Yeah, so there are a lot of words that sounds to you like negative or positive, or that sounds to you like one meaning, but at the end, means something completely different.
1: Yeah, sometimes happens. Um, I think the word for me, recently, is file. So I always know there's a word called zufal, but um, I always, like, use the word accident or like unfal, but zufal is something similar, but also different. And I always know that word, but I never try to remember that word but it happens mm-hmm. everywhere Yeah, that's also one of the thing
0: Or you know what, what other word? Bobai Bobai And I never use that word but I hear it everywhere and I really need to try to use, <laughs> use this word Yeah. because then I will have it already like in me I remembered you said the word
1: Is it... which one is it? When we were in our first year Achtung? Or is it... Which one is it? So I remember there was one word that we were... Like at least I was using and then I think uh, one of our friend was also using And then you heard it and then like... Somehow you also use it
0: yeah yeah that is so cool because I think of course this this episode is not about how we learn in general mm-hmm. German like in the school or job or I don't know but I can tell you a little bit of that because it's related and it's that I think I learned a lot from my friends because talking to you or with or other friend it was always like really um rich food no that i have to i can learn a lot Mm -hmm. because you know more words than me so i was like listen a word and then asking like what is that or like understanding because the context and then i was taking that word for me Mm -hmm. and it's it was really easy to remember because it was already related to some important things or situations yeah so i was taking like that words for me you know
1: but for me sometimes because i know my brain is so lazy and my brain will just filter all the words that i don't know and then i would imagine oh maybe that's the meaning that someone is like talking yeah but yeah because my brain is lazy and if i want to remember things I will always have to write and then read and then speak and then the process maybe ten
0: times so that I can remember. For me, like in everything, Mm -hmm. I have to do it and use it. Yeah. Doesn't matter when I'm writing a lot, if I'm not using what I saw, then it's not working for me. And that applies for everything, like in design, it's the same, like I'm something, I'm Learning something in an application or a program and when I'm not using that even when someone was explaining that to me like for one hour I forget because my brain knows okay but you are not using it right now so in the trash but when I'm using that then it's already there and it's not gone and that happens when I'm talking with you and like my friends because uh, I think each person has always some words that they always say. Yeah. And in Spanish, calls called muletillas. And muletillas are these words that you are always using. For example, that word, for example. I'm using that always, also in Spanish. And one friend of us, she's always saying unbeding. Yeah, unbeding. Ah. Like... Yes, yeah, oh, it's how, how can you translate unbedingt? Uh,
1: unbedingt is...
0: Um, or auf jeden Fall. I both know, are really I similar.
1: Is, uh, what is this in English? It is
0: definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So that word, that both words I didn't knew before, till I heard my then. And then I, I said like, why? Why? What? What, what is that? Because you are always using that. And when I learned it, then I made it part of my vocabulary also. Yeah. So it's, I think of the process of learning a language is really important that you... Um, because it will be really simple for us that we are speaking every day in English. It will be easier. Yeah. But we try to still speak in German, because we know we are living here and it will be better when we improve. But it's also important if you are learning a language, not only German, that you try to practice it when you have any opportunity, like with your friends or when you are watching TV when you are using your phone, that you try to put everything, everything in the language you want to learn. Mm
1: -hmm. So, um, because it is now a bit time that we record, I think I will do a conclusion. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, um, I think um, it's really not an easy task to learn a new language. But we really have to try to, if you want to stay in the country that speaks that language, we really have to try hard and then try to involve in any situation, like good situations. And um, I would say that the last thing that I would like to mention is um, after I learned my like German, my. English sucks. (laughs) I know. Like all the words that I had, I was supposed to have less accent in English and also my grammar should be perfect before, but now
0: it's broken. I know. I know. And for me, it was the same because I think at the beginning I could speak. Faster or better English, not perfect because it was never perfect, but now it's like I want to say something, and all the words in German are there, like you said. Yeah, and sometimes I don't even remember the word in English but in German. Yeah, so it's like a mix the whole time, it is between German and English.
1: Yeah, so if you want to learn German, take your time and do your best i think it takes a lot of time until now we still struggle a lot when we are talking in german so good luck and that would be the episode for today
0: 再见! adios! tschüss!